0: All right, here we go!
1: Welcome to the Film Filmcast with Mitch Habba and Colin Ward. Let's go
2: and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script.
0: Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, Tyson.
1: Here's your host, Kale Davidoff.
2: Hello, welcome to the Woodwards Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I am here as I am every week with my friends Colin Ward and Mitch Haba. Each week we get together having seen the same movie to sit around and have a roundtable discussion about it. Um, this week we saw three movies, so we're going to do three different episodes. Um, we're skipping headlines, we're going to go right into the film. Uh, we saw uh, Sicario, we saw The Martian, and we saw The Walk. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about Sicario. Um, guys, let's get into it. Uh, Sicario. This is a movie we talked about a long time ago. Uh, I think the the Cannes Film Festival is where we, you know, that was it April or May. I think, think it was. It was. You know, we can say this. April, it was like twenty May. episodes yeah. ago. Yeah. And we were talking about um, how this movie was getting a lot of buzz at the Cannes Film Festival, and we were all very excited about it. And uh, it came out this weekend. Uh, it stars Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin, Benicio del Toro. Um, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> pro- Denis. I cannot pronounce your name. Written by Taylor Sheridan. Um, it is about the uh, the Mexican U.S. drug war. Um, guys, pretty intense
1: movie, right? Yes. Very extremely <laughs> intense. Probably one of the most tense movies I've seen mm-hmm. in a long time.
2: Yes, I would agree. Um, Colin, what were your what were your thoughts uh, when you first walked out of Sicario?
1: Yeah, uh,
0: I haven't been this emotionally and maybe physically affected. Wow, uh, by a movie in a long, long time.
2: Um, Besides Transformers Four. Well, it goes without saying. No, for opposite reasons. <laughs>
1: More physically, we both felt that. like I'm vomiting. Th- yeah. but, <laughs> but, but for different reasons. Yeah. Just, kidding. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It's but really never really.
0: <laughs> It's a really violent, brutal, upsetting, dark movie, and I, I just ate it up. I mean, it's the edge of your seat. It's really a master class in how to build and maintain tension and just full of really great performances. I'm really excited to, to discuss this one.
1: Yeah. Mitch, what are Kne- your initial thoughts? Knees weak, palms are sweaty um <laughs> that was and pretty the, much and then, I and, then, and then the walk
2: there was my
1: spaghetti yeah <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: such a serious movie we're making jokes about it yeah. no go Mitch. What, what did you think
1: um like you said i haven't walked out of a movie feeling this uh like horrified and like physically downtrodden uh, since i probably saw the road in theaters which if you haven't seen the road um the theater is mm-hmm. one of the worst places to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cry, uh, Mitch? Did you what? cry? At the end of Sicario or Brother no, Road? On the road? road. Uh, no, I think I was just super depressed. Yeah. Like, just the, the very bleak. Right. Um, but yeah, this film uh, really affected me because just from the first shot to the last shot, I mean, you saw what is actually, I mean, yeah, it's a movie, but what is actually going on down at the border you know you can say like oh we need to build a wall or we need to follow this we need to end the drug war Um, nothing compares to like real life and obviously this isn't real life but I would wager to bet that it's very very close I mean you see news stories about you know bodies hanging from bridges and headless you know all this stuff is all in the movie violence every day people's family members just disappearing in mexico and in you know by the border in the u.s it's it's what's happening and seeing it in a in fiction narrative style brought it very close to home and just like oh but it was very enthralling One of my favorites of the year, for sure
2: Yeah, I think it was one of my favorites of the year I want to see it again, and which is weird Because it's not a pleasant <laughs> yes. film, it's gut-wrenching It hits you in the stomach like, uh, say, a Holocaust movie would Or a Vietnam movie would In just the terms of, like, the intensity I mean, that's what it, it reminds me of Which is kind of interesting, because This is a, a subject matter that um, Probably warrants Obviously warrants this sort of intensity And I don't know if you'd necessarily get as much of it As you think you would um, in theaters I mean movies like traffic come to mind but that's not doesn't even come close to, yeah, to, to this not in not terms even close. of in terms of I mean in filmmaking yes it's they're both amazing but in terms of just the intensity uh, I nothing of I, it just doesn't come close to this um, I think effective is the best way to describe this film I mean it really it, it gets its job done um, what it's set out to do um, you know I think I think a a uh, we have to mention that Roger Deakins was the uh, director of photography for this film, and uh, like usual, he uh, absolutely shined. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was, I thought it was, I don't know, just amazingly well done. I, the it comes to the, the shot that comes to mind. I'm like seeing in my in my in my mind is about. the sunset yep. shot where they're all walking down yeah, like a, just a hill or a mountain, and it is yep. crazy good.
1: Things, things that take place... Or scenes that take place at night actually look like they're taking place at night. Right. Whereas you watch movies that take place at night and for some reason the moon <laughs> is as bright as the sun <laughs> at day. Uh, this He took advantage of night vision and infrared oh, yeah. and it just built the intensity of that, that scene completely and the darkness of just the whole movie, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, Deacons is one of those those people who consistently just turns in great work but it's never too flashy and it's no, never yeah. draws so much attention to itself but right. it's so so precise and so perfect every time and i love those shots of the birds eye view going over yeah, the, the, the countryside it's stuff, a, yeah. it's just like it shows you like this scarred up beaten up land and In the corner, there's just that the plane jet that you can see going going with it. It is like that was almost like here's the law in this land, and then here's the fucking war. It's oh, it's just so good. Yeah, this is this (laughs) is the
1: battlefield. Look how big (laughs) and vast it is. This is the
0: impact law is making on it. And (laughs) the
1: shots accompany those shots, accompanied with the score, which I thought the score was perfect. Mm uh the shots of the border and the walls and the fences just added like such a creepy and like scary feel to everything and you know every scene that starts off you know it was kind of like the buffer between scenes (laughs) but you still felt completely uneasy during those shots like nothing is going to happen in those shots but ooh, you know they were still very um effective like you said
2: yeah, I think sometimes it's with Roger Deakins, like you say, it doesn't always draw attention to to it's the the film doesn't always draw attention to itself, um, which is what kind of what you were saying too. Like the, the scenes at night looked like they were at night. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not too over sens- sensationalized, yeah. and that makes it freaky for me. It always, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, whatever in all his movies when that happens, it's just it's too. It lends realism in, yeah. a, in a really. And especially in this film, in a
1: film with this content, in a very frightening way. Yeah, because we're we're like, you know, from the beginning, we're seeing the f- the events of the film through the eyes of Emily Blunt's character, and being able or being in the dark, literally, and not yeah, yeah and yeah. not being able to see like what is down the tunnel, and or what is you know in the darkness was very, you know, it's like holy, oh, you know, you felt it, realism and. You it also services the story and the film perfectly, like you said, no flashiness. He's not. This isn't. You know. Um, he not, can be flashy. He can flashy, that, be flashy, but he can be very flashy. But the this film didn't need it, and I think he knew exactly what the director wanted right. and delivered perfectly. If if he doesn't get nominated, it's a tragedy. If he doesn't win, I'd actually be very surprised.
2: Um. Speaking of the director, Denit So I, I I'd say his biggest movie at this point, uh, in terms of like popularity, is probably Prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys seen that film? I haven't. Yes. And I think back in the day when this was at Cannes, we were kind of talking about it. But you guys, you guys like that movie? Yeah. Like, it's they, very do good. you see flat? I mean, is it? Was it? Could you notice like the similarities in this? Because mm-hmm. now I
0: really want to see mm-hmm. yeah, Prisoners. Definitely. Darkness. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's Prisoners is not an easy to watch. Yeah, movie. It's deals with some serious, serious stuff, and um, it's very, it's very upsetting again. But it's also shot beautifully, masterful,
1: yeah, craft, it's, it,
0: and it's it's <laughs> suspenseful, and it's it's really good. So he's not gonna be doing a buddy comedy anytime soon. <laughs> no, anyway. no, no,
2: no, no. Well, let's let's talk about the performances because I think that that's probably the other thing. Uh, that is just very obviously um, top notch in this movie. Uh, everyone's great in this film. I am. I would say I'm not really super familiar with a lot of Emily Blunt stuff. I haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow yet. Ooh, that's or, a movie and everyone tells me that I, don't, I would love that movie. Oh,
1: you mean Live, Die, Repeat colon Edge of Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. right? No, it's that. That's what they renamed it. Like, after, yeah. yeah, after. The theatrical release.
2: (laughs) Interesting. Um, But, you know, what I heard from that film was like, wow, she's an action star. Like, holy crap. Um, And, you know, this movie, she's definitely a badass. I mean, she can handle herself in terms of the action in this movie. But, man, she got those acting chops. (laughs)
0: Like,
2: I don't know. I was just... Absolutely blown away by her in this movie.
0: Yeah, she's just a look too. She's know? quickly becoming one of my favorite people on the planet. Wow! <laughs> just, I really, really, and that's like...
2: that's really that's Emily. If you're listening, that's huge coming from No,
0: no, but I mean, she is so talented in everything that I've seen her in. Um, you know, Into the Woods last year, she was the standout, and that movie, which I didn't really like. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, she's great, and she's fantastic and The Devil Wears Prada, too. So um and just what she does and she's definitely our entry point as an audience. We're we're like Mitch said, we're going along this journey with this character and we're kept in the dark really as much as this yeah, character yeah, is a too. Great character, yeah. And just the looks on her face that she gives without really saying much, the way that she tries to justify her the doings whether it's right or wrong mm-hmm. you can see that all play out on her it's and it's really fun to watch well fun maybe not but it's, well, it's fun from an
2: artistic exactly. you know it's like to, to watch her do her craft yeah pretty great yeah um, yeah
0: and just try to figure out how far is too much to go and um it's a it's a real pleasure pleasure to watch her they did they just
2: i think they also just did a great job of making her look and feel worn out like emotionally um that's a part on her no doubt but that's also just you know because look she's a beautiful woman Mm -hmm. um but uh, you know the makeup team the costumes too i thought were like it it, i was drawn to like what she was wearing all the time which was mostly things that were plain and you know normal normal and Yeah. yeah like no no flashy tees, no dresses, no no graphic tees. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, it looked like she hadn't showered in five, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or she hadn't done laundry in mean, I don't know. It was just, which is like a weird detail, but like I noticed it in a good way. Um, it felt, again, it felt very real.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we get, like you said, you know, we see how ragged and like just tired she is from the very beginning with, you know from the opening scene mm-hmm. you would also be tired and, right and completely i mean if i had experienced that in my career as a law enforcement officer i would probably retire
2: well it's a complex so, <laughs> i think her character is complex in that it's because in that sense because it's like you know it, it does ruin her yeah and but she she, but also, she wants to there's, bring justice there's, to. There's, yeah. yeah she needs some sort of closure to that exactly um which is kind of spirals the whole movie Mm-hmm. And why she kind of like what you were saying, trying to figure out am I doing the right thing or not, mm-hmm. or what's going on here? Um, which leads us to, um, Benicio, Benicio. and Josh Brolin and yeah.
1: Josh
0: Brolin, who first Josh Brolin I thought was great, so good.
1: Yeah,
2: I love Josh Brolin. Yeah. I, um,
0: the choice to make those Josh Brolin and his team like make light of the situation, mm-hmm. I think it's so smart. Like, some people might get turned off towards that. Like they're killing all these people and they're like laughing, but it's like it's so smart because in reality, like if you're doing that shit, like you have to find the humor in it or you're gonna go crazy. Yeah. Right. They're like cowboys. Yeah. You know? they so,
1: were, yeah. They you know, they had a job to do and it probably wasn't legal, but they found they find the way. So and I, that and we, comes into right. Emily Blunt's character.
2: <laughs> we kept I kept hearing this this uh comparison months ago that this was the apocalypse now of the drug war. And so I had that in my mind going into seeing this. Um how are you how familiar are you guys with that movie? Yeah, it's
1: one of it's actually probably my favorite war movie.
2: It's a really yeah, it's up there yeah. with mine, too.
0: I've tried to watch it, I've never finished it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an
2: abstract <laughs> war movie. It's not it's not as realistic as, as Sicario obviously. The horror, um, man. The horror. But I I just found I found Josh Brolin to be a little more mellowed down Robert Duvall in the sense of like, a, he's just kind of, you know, that making light like it's not a big deal everything they're doing. I found I was I found the 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 convoy of SUVs similar to the helicopters in in Apocalypse Now and I don't know if that was intentional, but it felt similar to me and that's mm. that cowboy sense of like this is a really shitty situation and there's some crazy man you know Josh Brolin who's like just like woohoo we're doing this let's yeah. go you know the hit's gonna happen here we're gonna kill a bunch of guys yeah um, his flip flops <laughs> his flip flops are great uh, yeah. I can I relate to that uh-huh. I never wear shoes when I can <laughs>
1: Um, I liked the, mo- the most about his character that I liked is that we didn't know anything about him we don't even know really who he's working for we assume it's the CIA or the DEA, but he never he never says it. He never. So you don't
2: think that's that's not clarified, or I don't. He doesn't well, say he never it. Says he it. it. He never shows a badge I or think, anything. But I
1: think we know. But I like that about the character because we don't really need to know in the sense that he's powerful. He's at the head of this operation, and there's he has a job to do. And you know if that means killing a bunch of people well whatever you know that's right. what he's got to do he obviously has a reason for what he's doing even though he seems like he doesn't give a shit in the world um
2: did you get the sense that there is a personal he has some sort of personal vendetta the same way that emily blunt does
1: no you think I'm, he's just kinda, no i think that's just his nothing. his job you know yeah. he probably served in iraq or you're, you're or war afghanistan war. Yeah. and just moved on from there
0: yeah no not the same motivations as blunt and definitely not the same mm-hmm. as Del Toro's. Right, right. Yeah. yeah
1: obviously no family or anything right. to worry about i mean they that's what they ask emily blunt mm-hmm. do you have a husband? which is always a good kids? question
2: in, in government service yeah if someone goes hey you <laughs> don't have a family do you <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly what about Benicio?
1: Oh, boy. He's really cool. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, I, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's all. In a, I thought in a, his character... In a,
2: in, a, in a stringer bell sort of like, <laughs> yeah. he's a bad guy kind yeah. of way, I guess, but... He he's
1: also mysterious, but... Absolutely frightening. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I Yeah, as much as, like, Emily Blunt is, like, really, like, the soul of the movie, it's... When Benicio... When you first see him, he makes such an impact that his presence is. Well, he may not be doing anything drastic until the perspective switch at the end of the movie. Yeah, he is always lingering, and the wear on his face and the pain that's there—you don't know what it is at the beginning of the movie, but when you find out what it is, everything comes back and it's like yeah. oh shit this guy like wow it's I haven't seen him this deep into a role and this great probably since Traffic yeah I was getting very in right. totally mm-hmm. different right. roles. totally different role yeah it's it's something to, to watch this, this performance right here
2: and it's another complex character where you're like you know he's not doing the right thing mm-hmm. but it's one of those situations and th- this is where like kind of, uh, I've already brought up the wire, but kind of like this wire, kind of like institutions screw up people kind of thing, whether it's a government institution or a drug institution or whatever. And that's kind of the what I got from what you're supposed to get from his character, which is mm-hmm. he's not doing the right thing. There's no question about it. You know, nothing of what he does is good, but you can see where it's motivated and how this war perpetuates this violence mm-hmm. and this drug trade. And there's always going to be something worse happening.
1: Yeah and never in ends. order to yeah but in or and i think he comes from we don't really know his background we we don't know whether he was well we have got we've gone really far without giving any spoilers away i don't know if we should start that now no yeah let's get into spoilers. we okay.
2: gotta got get into spoilers this yeah movie.
1: so spoilers beep beep, beep spoilers uh <laughs> we, we find out you know well he he keeps dropping hints like like, well, we're Emily Blunt's character, Kate, asks him, like, well, were you a, like a prosecutor or something? He says, like, I guess you could say that, or, right. you know, or he says, I'm a prosecutor. And he meets with this, like, Mexican official who they know each other somehow. And then we find out, you know, he ends up torturing a guy and it just keeps, like, spiraling yeah. downhill, downhill. He's got some sort of background with the cartels. And um at the the title of the film refers to his character I, I believe like he is who that who josh brolin and those guys are using to basically go out and you know stir up you know the snake's nest or whatever you know poke at it so
0: uh, well the really the i mean and this is credit to um taylor sheridan's screenplay they Brings up an idea that's really maybe controversial: the, the idea of you know, I th- what is it, Josh Berlin who says twenty uh, percent of the population is going to take cocaine, uh, so it might is, it might be safer to have just one major power. Yeah, right. And this that's like a really radical and like well, it's a very U.S. foreign policy <laughs> thing too, yeah. where
2: it's like. Let's pick the right bad guy. Yeah. And, yeah. You know.
0: But I mean, it's something that's, you know, the movie doesn't shy away of mm-hmm. doing and I, they're using Benicio Del Toro to get hit, enact his revenge, but also try to get that.
1: Mm-hmm. He good. knows, you know, they're basically luring people who know that cartel bosses like servants just mm-hmm. keep going. You know one by one by one until you get to him and figure right. it out and you know the film does a like really great job of plot and pacing i felt i mean i think some people may disagree with the plot in how it completely switches from emily blunt to benicio del toro in that third act but that's that's what we're watching right we're seeing them try to take down a cartel yeah and you know the the framing of it <laughs> with Benicio del Toro's past when we finally find out what happened to his family and why he's doing this is you, you like you said you kind of feel for him you you want to root for him even though he does awful things you know at the end and during when he
2: when he shoots Emily Blunt
1: yeah Oh, yeah. Just How like, good of I
0: was I was like, oh, Christ.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, like, did, I knew that she was wearing a vest and she was probably fine. I knew, like, it's like, you know he knows that. He's not trying to kill her. But it was like, that's the moment where you're like, he's not letting anyone get in his way. Yeah. Exactly. And especially because he, he had, like, affection for her, not in a romantic way, but in, like, you know, he reminds her, he reminds him of her daughter, I think. That yeah, what that's what he said. And, you know, he, that was kind of established earlier. <clears throat> and you know to for him to just turn around and shoot her i was like jesus he yeah. doesn't give a flying fly about this which brings us which brings me to what is like probably low key the most powerful thing in the movie for me was the side story they've got going on the whole movie mm-hmm. about this rando mexican police officer mm-hmm. and just to sh- it's just to show you that you know
1: <laughs> everyone's affected
2: everyone's affected by this shit and
1: I don't think he, you don't have a choice, you know, when you're living in Juarez and you're a police officer. Oh no, I,
2: yeah, I I think that out of all the people that are doing bad things in this movie, he's like the least one on the list of like. Yeah right. <laughs> I mean, you know, that guy's. He's, a, vi- he's to, a victim.
1: He's trying to support his family, and uh-huh. you know, and not, not die because you, you
2: get the you get the impression that that character is not a bad dude really. No, you know, not he, at all. He wants to be there for his kids exactly, and, um, you know. It, it, it kind of begs, you know, you talk about perspective. That's why it's interesting. Like, I can see how people could complain about the switch in perspective at the end of the movie. But at the same time, you are going back and forth with this other story. it The movie ends on that, you mm-hmm. know. Even after all this stuff, you think it's about Emily Blunt. You think it's about Benicio Del Toro. But, like, it, it ends with the, the people of, you know, northern Mexico and just the daily shit on. that they're going through. Yeah. Um, playing soccer, you hear gunfire. Okay, keep going, you know, yeah, exactly, um which I just thought that for me that was the most powerful thing in the yeah. movie, and yeah. what a freaking way to end it,
1: and there was that that thing that Benicio del Toro tells him at the end when they're driving the the police car and they pull over that um was it like the cartel's like second hand man or whatever the yeah. his inside guy on the in the u s uh-huh. and he says everything you do is for right now is for your family, yeah,, uh, and then he. Kills he, kills him. Him, right. he kills him because he's got to kill the cartel. And I guess in a way, Benicio Del Toro is telling the truth. Everything that's about that you're going to do right now is for your family. I'm going to kill this cartel. So, which was, you know, there were audible gasps in my theater. Like during, when the, when the during cop... those, when the cop dies, when Emily Blunt is shot, she lives. But when she's shot and at the very end at the dinner table, like, Oh, but like people said, were like yelled like, no, "Oh yeah. my god!" Yeah,
2: people in my theater were doing the same thing. Yeah. throughout the movie, like you know, you hear that in a horror movie sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was I more mean, like it was more horrifying. Yeah, because like, it, no, it was, it was yeah. very real, very real.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I, I was on the fence whether I liked the glimpses into this police officer's family life. Mm-hmm. I, I liked them. But I'm also in my head. I know that this is just going to come back to serve as like an emotional point at some point.
2: Yeah, I think it was it was very predictable. Yeah, Yeah.
0: but I think the emotional point at the end when they're playing soccer is strong enough to justify that. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, it's like I saw those two ending scenes with Emily Blunt and Benicio del Toro, which was a very intense scene as well and um and the kid like just looking at his dad's bed completely empty and then going to soccer was like a really good juxtaposition of of how this war affects people whereas Emily Blunt's life is forever changed in that she will never forget any of this stuff and you know she's not used to seeing this stuff at all and then they go to the kid and the family and it's reality we it's reality we have to continue on as mm-hmm. normal your dad is gone yeah he is I, right. he will never come back and you probably will never find out what happened to him I because that, that happens to every family in Juarez pretty much
2: I think that that's you know it's one of those things where like yeah it, it, narratively it's very predictable but I think it's also it's a you know like you say it warrants it because it's a it's important to be mm. like here's what the every person yeah. goes through in this yeah. situation not the people that are high up like you know Emily Blunt's still gonna Probably get paid for shutting up or something after that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. she'll she'll be she's not gonna be mentally fine, but like she'll live in that apartment and she'll be okay, and yeah. she'll live in a normal city where that doesn't happen all the
1: time. Well, yeah, and Benicio del Toro says you should probably move. All right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should probably move because your people then don't stand on balconies anymore.
2: That was a great line. Yeah, I was, wouldn't. And, stay and then on I was balconies. like, and I was like,
1: get off the balcony, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was frightened, like. Well, that final I that think we scene should, the, at the dinner the table the dinner
2: table scene is something to talk about.
1: <laughs> let's let's pre let's preface this with when we find out what happened to Benicio Del Toro's family. They mur- I don't remember if they raped his wife, but they murdered his wife and they threw her his daughter in a vat of acid. I don't remember if they yeah, said how old yeah. the daughter was, but that's what they did to Benicio Del Toro's daughter right you have to have you you would have to be crazy not to want the kind of revenge and do what he does to the cartel's family which you know was very shocking but right when it happened i was like well uh." (laughs) It's horrible, but that you know he wanted that man who did who has done all these horrible things and done the horrible things to his family to experience that exact pain and it's it's very conflicting seeing that happen right. and being yeah. like yeah. like i that was awful like you don't know what
2: you as a viewer want to happen yeah so there's no there's no way that that's gonna end in a moral way
1: yeah <laughs> just, you would just, lo- you would love for him to just shoot. The cartel in the head in yeah. front of the family yeah, and then walk away. But, <laughs> he shoots the family in front of him, his two boys and his wife, and then basically says, finish your food. Which was like, ridiculously ruthless. Yeah, finish Absolutely. your food and then, I guess at that point, Benicio Del Toro had enough and just shot him. Oh,
2: I want to make a point about the editing, which who knows if it was a decision in editing, maybe mm-hmm. this was never even shot, but um, I thought what made that scene even more powerful was that they didn't show mm-hmm. him shooting the kids yeah. or the wife. They
1: just saw him point the gun and shoot. And, and yeah. you're just like, "Oh my god!" And I mean, then the actor, whoever played
0: the the cartel leader, his reaction, right? All all you needed, right? Mm-hmm. And it was
2: just, you know, textbook editing to get yeah. that um sensation of what the fness. I yeah. mean, I don't it was just. Really but we don't powerful. need
1: to see two. Young boys get shot in the head, okay. and we don't need to see a woman no, get and shot that's, in the that's head. but what, that's
2: what—that's what see, this is like. It's good filmmaking, not good shock
1: value. You that's know? true. Yeah, like that's it was extremely shocking. Yeah. But <laughs> no, no, but, yeah. some, but
2: the, you, but it's a movie where they're not like. Look, you see the in, in the, the the bodies that are mutilated hanging in Juarez. You don't get a close up of that. You know, they're not yeah. trying to be like
1: overtly. I mean, we get the close ups of the bodies in the walls of the house in the beginning.
2: Yes, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's just it more. It's more terrifying the filmmaking. Like it's, it's you're, you're scared and you're you're disturbed through the filmmaking mm-hmm. more often in this movie than you are f- personally. Than seeing mm-hmm. we all we see gore all the time. I want, you go on right. AMC every Sunday and see those faces. You'd see. I'm mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But the the way that the, the the filmmaking is what made it more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're talking everything from Roger Deacons to the music to the performances to the editing. It mm-hmm. was just pretty much flawless.
1: And just Benicio's cold look in his eyes when he right. does it there's no remorse no which that takes a very different type of person <laughs> to be able to do that right.
0: we haven't even touched on that scene and when they're at the Mexican border
1: oh the like <laughs> the, the first like tense. where
0: I was like I'm forgetting to do something right now Oh, breathe! I'm not breathing right now. <laughs> like,
1: you mean on the way back? Yeah. Then,
0: uh, well, the the way to. Yeah. No, the whole the sequence was oh, crazy. Back. the
1: shots. The shots of Juarez and the hills, like just how packed it was, were extremely powerful. It's like, oh, you guys are going into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, it was a crazy scene.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: like, and I, I well I, you get this intense scene right off the bat in the house in Arizona, followed by this this scene and I'm like there's no way this movie is going to be able to sustain this intensity and like keep me like <laughs> alive like for like the rest of this movie and I was way fucking wrong like yeah. so, and,
2: you no know, it's funny is like where's the moment in the movie you think you're going to get this breath <laughs> no I'm no, there when, well, when, when she goes to the bar and yeah, she's exactly. dancing with John yeah. Barenthal and you're like oh it's, you know, great. She's finally, like, there's something... Maybe, yeah. You know, I'm thinking... I didn't even know he was in this movie, and I'm thinking, oh, God, maybe he's going to, like... You know, something sad will happen later, but they're going to have some sort of romance. And you get five minutes into, into like, oh, this is comfortable, and then, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and then you And that scene was really well done, I thought. Yeah. Everything about... I felt for Emily Blunt. I kind of want to be, you know... You, you know the scene in... Uh, in um, Inglorious Bastards with Diane Kruger is getting choked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know that—that's Quentin Tarantino's hands. And yeah, hands yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way in this scene. Like I thought it was real. I mean, I, it probably wasn't because not everyone's insane like Quentin Tarantino. But <laughs> yeah. it felt that way to me.
1: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I I didn't trust him. Like I kind of had a feeling something was coming because he was always eyeing her even before he was introduced to. Yeah, but definitely like, Blunt. Yeah, true. like You could just be a
2: you be a sleazy dude at a bar. Yeah, true. Ten, ten of those a night. Yeah, no, you go. I got gotcha. you. But you were probably wise to think I was, otherwise. Yeah. I, I mean, no they question. highlighted I'm, him, and when I'm I naive. saw him. I was like, hmm. I wanted the best for her. You know, yeah. I was hoping for it. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know, go with him and yeah. leave. Yeah, get laid. You deserve. Yeah, it. you
1: deserve it. <laughs> I say, Yeah, that's
2: what what her partner was thinking too. Yeah, so. right. Gosh.
0: I do like how this movie.
2: And, sorry, and Benicio yeah. saves her, which is an important part mm-hmm. there. That because well, like, they
1: knew, they kind of had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah, they, well, they organized that. To well, they happen. didn't. They didn't organize it. They she, like when she went to the bank. Yeah, like, he says, gonna, "Don't scared. go into the bank," and then later, well, she goes into the bank and she's on camera, and then. Later he's like, I told you not to go in the bank.
0: <laughs> like Well, they knew that someone was gonna come after her. It was just then they used her to draw them out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. But if she wouldn't yeah, have gone right. in the bank, they wouldn't have had that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. But that's it's an important thing because I think that yeah. affects her decisions later. Yeah. They don't say it overtly, but obviously he saved when it was all said and done, he saved her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which that whole ending scene with her on the balcony and stuff. But I and mean, yeah, they're yeah.
0: also the whole time they were just using her even to Go along with these. That's right, that's true. They needed her to just be mm-hmm. there, not even do anything to, but just be there to right, to warrant make these it legal, actions. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love how the movie also didn't draw attention. I mean, I think you're aware of it as a viewer that Emily Blunt is the only female in this world dominated by men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the movie never went out of the way to
1: explicitly like. Give you that? You could you could sense a lot of animosity in like the um that task force, those special forces guys. That was the only time, I like think. R- after the briefing, and that guy like gets really close to her and like kind of intimidatingly I like walks they, past her.
0: But I think they would have done that with any outsider. Not I, I just, see what you, I, I, don't like, know. I see what
1: you mean, but you're saying that like they never really
0: had a.
2: They never they never really like. There's no stupid quirks of like you're, you're be, in a man's world. Yeah, now. you're gonna be able like, to yeah. handle this yeah. woman. No, like that. you know, yeah. it's like one of those things where like look what she's been through. She's she's definitely gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like and, and you're right, and you're and you're right too that like to be honest with you, and I'm usually very conscious of these things. I didn't even think of that. There was no, there really is no other female character in this yeah. movie except for the the wife of the police officer. Um yeah, you're right. That's crazy. I didn't even, it's crazy that I didn't even think about it. Well, I guess it. You, it kinda, you get so wrapped up in this and like, yeah, she belongs there, so you don't even think yeah. about
1: it. Oh, okay. absolutely. But yeah. I would assume that that type of world of like special ops, you know, <laughs> CIA driven, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, operations is probably mostly male dominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's probably that's probably oh, yeah. what you need no, no question to, yeah. to handle that stuff and you know that's not a knock against you know women and criminal justice at all but men are ruthless and uncaring and that's what you need if you want to take down a ruthless uncaring organization <laughs>
0: so yeah i think a good companion piece of this movie is zero dark 30 yeah. Especially yeah. in terms of what we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. Jessica Chastain is a character, and that's another movie that doesn't really draw attention a lot of attention to, to yeah. her being the only female in the room many times.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, that's true, yeah. Interesting. I think this is... I mean, I think that this is a way better movie, but they're definitely similar. No, I in that would sense. agree. I,
0: don't, I love both of
2: those I,
1: I like that. I'm not, I like that I'm this one was... not the biggest
2: fan of Zero Dark Thirty. I, I liked it, but... Um,
1: yeah no i'd agree i think i think this villeneuve is a much better director than catherine bigelow and that's saying a lot because i think catherine bigelow is a very good director um and i just like the idea that this is this is fiction i mean it's based in reality in the sense that like this we know that i mean we don't know but we know that this stuff is happening Mm -hmm. on the border
0: if this stuff was like a quarter
1: true it would be
0: it's shocking yeah (laughs) yeah exactly
1: um and uh zero dark 30 is too too real to like really it's like you know what's going to happen so it doesn't affect well you yeah, yeah. Well, they, you do like, have
2: the yeah it's like well that at that movie you have the quote unquote the, for narrative reasons you have the misfortune of like everyone knows how it ends yeah um
0: but that's not to say that that last 40 minutes of zero dark 30 is not a Mastercraft in editing, filmmaking, it's and know, cinematography. No, but see, that's why
2: that, that I wanted more of that. Like, I wanted it more to be about the operation than about finding him. I, I would, I think that's a more interesting part of the story. What? Yeah, it's. You wanted it,
0: the whole movie to be a raid on Bin Laden's house. Yeah, I
2: think you could do a whole movie about that. <laughs> Even though the raid only took like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, they did it in real time in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's well, that's a whole other conversation. I don't know. <laughs> How you guys don't think that that's more cinematic, but whatever?
0: It's not. The finding of him is way more interesting than The Raid. Um, I want to know why it took this many fucking years to find him.
2: Yeah, whatever. It's a whole other conversation. (laughs) Well, before we wrap this up, do you want to look ahead with uh, Denis Villeneuve? Um, Because he's going to direct this Untitled Blade Runner project, says IMDb. Pumped. And, and, you know, I don't think I was against, you know, it's easy to be against 30-year-old sequels to movies that you love, and I don't think I ever really was for this movie, but I can tell you right now that after seeing Sicario, I'm, like, yep. really excited. Roger Deakins is attached to this, according to IMDb. Yeah, of course, um, as we've, I think we've talked about before. Ryan Gosling is in this. Harrison Ford's going to make a return. Um, I couldn't be more excited for this film.
1: No, I'm super excited for this film this other one story of your life sounds interesting uh it's in (laughs) post-production starring amy adams jeremy renner forrest whitaker taking it's called story of your life 2016 sci-fi taking place after alien crafts land around the world an expert linguist is recruited by the military to determine whether they come in peace or are a threat wow Mm -hmm. that is cool it's it's uh close encounters but Scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Close Encounters is pretty scary. Yeah, Close Encounters
2: is not a happy movie. Um, Colin, you have any you have any thoughts on, on where this could go for him in terms of I mean, Blade I just, Runner? Is he going to get wrapped up in the franchise thing, What no, do you think? No, I think you he has for a that?
0: strong enough voice and has proven himself as an artistic director in all of his... I think he even won the Academy Award for directing and... Um, Canadian film that won Best Picture, so he's there. You go.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah it was not. Yeah, it was nominated for okay. Best Foreign Language Film in 2011. Thing.
1: Well, let's let's since we are we are doing the whole Oscar thing. Yes. What do you think this will be nominated for? And what do you think if it's nominated, what will it win?
2: I think this will be up for Best Picture, and Benicio will be up, and
1: director. I think Roger Deakins might be up. Cinematography.
2: Depending. Yeah, this is gonna get a lot. I think. Yeah.
0: I don't think it's going to get a lot. It should. That's just my... You think timing
2: is a factor or...
0: I think timing and the fact that it is a difficult movie to watch and there's just a lot of other more Oscar-friendly movies coming out, unfortunately. I mean, personally, this is my second favorite movie I've seen this year Mm -hmm. and... um, I would love it to be best picture. I think that nominated for best picture. I love to see Emily Blunt in there. I definitely think Benicio del Toro yeah, is going to be yeah, in there. Yeah, I think so too. Um, if Deacons can get in for cinematography,
1: that would be great too. Mitch, what do you think? I think a lot, or not? I think I think a lot actually. I think best picture, best director, best cinematography, maybe best original screenplay, and um. Maybe sound ed- editing. Actually, that's the one mm-hmm. that I think Sound probably, editing ed- or mixing, deserves, yeah. whichever. Um, usually if it's one, it's also the other. Right. Uh, and but, Benicio Del Toro. So whether it will win those, probably not. I think it's got the best chance of winning best cinematography out of all of them.
0: Not going with a three Pete for Emmanuel Lebetsky for the Reverend. Maybe. Revenant, <laughs> That'd be yeah. fucking crazy if he yeah. wins three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Three Pete. Turkey.
1: Patrick. Um,
2: alright, cool. Well that is uh Sicario. We will uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another film. And uh, we're also doing The Walk and we're also doing the Martian this week too, so be sure to listen to those if you've seen those films as well. I'm Gail.
1: Okay, bye. See you. Bye, guys. See you. Don't stop. This has been a Woodward's Detroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to Alternative Pop
2: Culture Talk.